Hola, Jambo Ekabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Diola Teru, and I'm your host. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This is episode 81, and there's only one last episode in this season before I take a bit of a break. But... Today's topic was inspired by a DM I got um, over a year ago about my thoughts on wedding-related expenses. And now that summer is kicking off in this part of the world where I live and it is wedding season, I thought it would be a good time to tackle this conversation. Um, And in preparing for this episode, I did some digging into the forums on Reddit, and I saw a post from a woman in her 20s that I thought, huh, this is an interesting one to look at as we talk about if you, can you afford to be a bridesmaid? Now, in the Reddit post, um, this lady was asking people how much it cost them to be a bridesmaid. She said she's in her mid to late 20s, um, she has. To, I have two friends getting married this year, and I don't know what is normal in terms of cost. This is my first year where I'm involved in weddings. I love them both dearly, but things are really adding up, and I'm starting to be financially stressed out. The cost for one is already close to $2,000. Thinking about flights, dress and shoes, alterations, bachelorette, accommodations for wedding weekend, rental car, and any other expenses I'm sure I'm forgetting. Um, This person is also in another wedding costing about $2,000, and she says that the bride is upset because she's having the bachelorette in the area that they live, but some people are saying they want to sleep at home instead of spending money on 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 an Airbnb or hotel since they'll be close to home. And so they just said they'll stay at home and just join the activities, and the bride is upset about that. Now, personally, I've been a bridesmaid many, many times from my early 20s to my mid-30s. And last September, I came out of bridesmaid retirement one last time, um, but now I'm officially retired. Uh, My bridesmaid jersey, I've I've hung up the bridesmaid jersey for good. And it has been great, it has been fun, and it has been sometimes stressful. (laughs) Um, I have loved standing with my sisters and my friends on one of the most important days of their lives. It is beautiful, it is an honor, it is a privilege that I don't take for granted. It is also, it can also be expensive. Now, a few caveats, right? I'm not married, and so while I can try to imagine things from a bride's perspective, I have not walked in those shoes exactly. And there are certain things that I have personally decided that I will or will not do as a bride. However, if I change my mind, you know, don't judge me, but there are just some things that I've decided over time. Maybe it's also like as you grow up and age and you decide what you care about and what you don't care about as much and all that. But I'll get into those things at the very end. 
Now, I have walked in bridesmaid shoes many times and I've had varying, expen- varying experiences that I can and I will definitely <laughs> pull from in this episode. Um, but the thing is, I've also been in weddings at different stages of my life when it comes to my finances. And that has also had an impact on what I've been able to do or not do. And so what does it cost to be a bridesmaid in 2023 and beyond? You know, I think over time that weddings have only become bigger. And I think that social media has also made things go crazy where I do think that sometimes brides now start to create this picture they want of their wedding um, that they want it to be Instagrammable or something for the gram or something that may go viral or that will be seen as a cool wedding on the gram. Now, I think that if that's where the bride is coming from, then I don't think that her bridesmaid should be the one to give her an Instagrammable wedding or the groomsmen to give them an Instagrammable wedding. I think it's important to you know, plan a wedding that's reflective of who you are as a couple and as individuals as well. Um, but going back to the question, what does it cost to be a bridesmaid you know, today? I think the cost of bridesmaid is, is regional. It is cultural and it is situational, right? So, for example, being a bridesmaid in a small backyard wedding versus being a bridesmaid in a Nigerian wedding with a traditional wedding and then the church wedding with two outfits, maybe three. Maybe there'll be some travel involved for one or both of the weddings, right? It's just different. Also, being in a wedding where the bride chooses to pay for all the dresses and makeup for the bridesmaid, um, versus others where you are, where you are where you do pay for everything and you also contribute to certain things for the bride. So again, again, there's so much that comes you know into play, and I would say no two weddings are going to be exactly the same. In addition to that, there are different normals for every friend group. So maybe a friend group where you know it's normal that everybody pays for everything, or there are others where the bride bride pays for something, or there are others where. You know, they just kept, you know, costs are kept to a minimal, um, depending on the friend group. And so, you know, this person was talking about the, the Reddit lady was that as costs pile up for her to be in the wedding, um, you know, the, the wedding is in a rural area. There's no transportation arranged by the couple. The hotel is super expensive and they didn't block a room. Hair, nails and makeup are man- mandatory. It's starting to make her feel like she can't, in good conscience, um, ask her friends to make that sacrifice for her when it comes to her wedding. Um, and she's also super now, now super anxious about the expenses and feels like, you know, you know, it's, it's a stretch for her. Um, and so she's wondering on Reddit, she's asking the people of Reddit what others would consider a reasonable expectation of cost being a close friend's wedding. Um, and like I said earlier, my answer would be that, and I didn't respond to this, would be that it is the cost of a bridesmaid is regional, cultural, situational. So I don't think it's fair to compare apples to apples um, without knowing your friendship with the bride, your financial situation and all that. And I would think about it as, you know, and this is someone that, you know, I use my credit card to go to my sister's weddings. But again, those are probably the only two people in the world where I would 
potentially get into debt to do something for their weddings. And aside from that, I love my friends and all that stuff, but I'm not going into debt. And that was also when I was, you know, from a career standpoint, financial standpoint, I was probably the brokest when my sisters got married because I was in grad school um, and just finished undergrad for the first sister. And then I was in grad school for the second sister. But aside from that, I'm not going into debt for anybody's wedding. You know, it's just it's just a line that I'm going to draw. Now, let's talk about some general costs of bringing a bridesmaid, right? So one, let's say you get your dress and alterations, and let's say that's between $150 to $200. Again, that's assuming one outfit. Hair and makeup, $150 to $200. Accessories, if you have to buy shoes, you know, between $0, if you use what you have, up to $150. Um, gift for the bride, you know, it could be $200 to $400. Um, a bachelorette could range from bachelorette um, from $300 to maybe $2,000 if there's a if there's a trip involved, right? The $300 is if there's just a night of dinner and drinks and people are chipping in to cover the bride and all that stuff. If you pay for VIP at a club, if that's what you do, or just something, or nice afternoon tea, something of the sort. Um, and so I guess I did want to talk about, you know, the travel piece. Like if you're traveling for a bachelorette and how I would think about it. So now, if I have a travel budget and I plan to go on a certain number of trips every year, and then I'm told in advance about this bachelorette trip, what I would do is allocate to see if I have funds to allocate from my annual vacation fund to go to the bachelorette. Now, if I have and I can you know, make it work, then yes, I would go and I would see it more as a trip for myself that just happens to be one I'm making work to, to, with my friend's bachelorette. Now, if I still can't afford it or I already had other vacations planned and paid for, then I would not go. Anyway, another cost here is the bridal shower, which is $200. And again, like I said, you may have traditional outfits and you may have to travel to attend one or more of the weddings if there are cultures like mine that have multiple weddings. So yes, <laughs> it does add up. And it's a lot of money. And I think... When I think about that cost of being a bridesmaid, I think there's some things I'm doing 100% for my friend because I love her, you know, buying a dress that I probably would not wear again. I'm doing it for her, you know, gifts and all that stuff I'm doing for her. Other things I'm also doing for her, but I also get joy from like the travel aspect if I can afford it. Getting my makeup professionally done. I don't know how to wear makeup, but I love a good sleigh on my own face. So I do enjoy having my makeup done. And so while some of these things are obligations, the money spent does still benefit me. But that's just me. And like I said, you know, my frame of reference has changed over time or my affordability scale has changed over time. And I, as I've been able to afford and, and make room for more, I'm, I'm you know, I'm more, it's, it's just, it's a bit easier, right? And so I think that if you cannot afford it, I think it's important to have that conversation um, with your friend. Um, but first, then let's talk about, well, what should brides be thinking about? Like I said earlier, you know, I think that today brides easily fall into that dark expensive hole of wanting an instagrammable wedding and these and this can be where things go downhill pretty quickly for the wedding budget and for the bridal party 
Now, do you really want that thing or do you want it because it'll look good on the gram or because it's the current trend on the gram? Um, I think another thing I would ask brides to do is, you know, if you are asking for a lot, right, then cover some of those things for your bridal party. And don't go ahead and cover the cheapest things and say, oh, my God, I did all these things for you. Like if you're asking for three outfits and then this and then that, then maybe you cover the makeup for everybody or something, something of the sort. Um, And then maybe the other thing I would ask brides is to maybe just have a sounding board, right? And your sounding board cannot be your yes man, because there are people in your life that will be like, yes, 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 yes. Whatever you want is done. And that's great. But you need somebody that can be able to step back and say, is this a fair ask to ask my community, you know, to, 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 to spend on for this wedding? So have an accountability partner that can tell you no and that can tell you off, not your yes man or your yes woman. The other thing I'll say is as a bride, do not make assumptions about other people's finances, good or bad, because you may be wrong. You don't know what people can afford. You may have an idea of their title or what they do and all that stuff, but no one truly knows unless they, they tell you to say, oh yeah, you know, I got a million dollars in the bank. Even if they do, it's not up to you to tell them how to spend it. And so I would say, do not make assumptions about other people's finances, good or bad. Or you may say, oh, I'm not sure if this person can afford this. You know, you may be wrong. Maybe they've been saving up for your wedding for the longest time because they could not wait to stand by your side. So Again, don't make assumptions. The other thing I would also do as a bride is to give people an out and to be considerate. I would say, and I'll get to the bridesmaids later, right? Just know that cost is always a a, a big concern when it comes to committing to being in a bridal party. Um, And so give people an opportunity to say, if you can't do this, if it doesn't work for you financially or for whatever reason, Please let me know early and say no, and I will understand and then truly understand. Um, and then the other thing I'll say is let people know the cost up front, the total cost up front so that they can make an informed decision versus adding on things after they have said yes, because that really puts them in a difficult position and that can leave room for, um, you know, just unpleasant feelings to, 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 to get planted and to, and to then, you know, kind of bloom. And last but not least, brides, please be reasonable. You know, that's all we ask. We, you know, we want to we be with you. We want to dance. Okay, I've retired, but, you know, generally, we want to be with you, dance with you, spend the day with you, and not be thinking about, yo, my credit card is on fire right now. <laughs> all right, now we've talked about brides, so talk to brides. Now let's talk about the potential bridesmaid. When someone asks you to be in their wedding, it is truly an honor for most people. There are people that just ask you because they think you can pay for it. And for those people, you should say no anyway. Um, but when, when someone that you know and love asks you to be a bridesmaid, generally, for the most part, it is an honor. Um, it is an honor that someone values their relationship with you so much that they want you to stand behind them as they embark on this new journey. And, and that ask is an act of love. It's an, it is an act of trust. And to accept that offer is a responsibility and a commitment such that saying yes should only happen when you feel physically, financially, and emotionally equipped to honor that commitment. And so if in any way you're not feeling equipped to honor the commitment, then I think you should say no. Um, And now I'll go through a couple of things. So number one, What's your gut instinct, right? So if your instinct is to say no, then don't deny that instinct. 
Otherwise, you might end up being resentful and that's not fair to the bride or to anyone or even to yourself. The second thing I'll say is, you know, it is okay to say no when you don't have the money. And when it is also okay to say no when the bride's, you know, friend group dynamic does not work for you. It is okay to say no when your mental health is at stake. It is okay to say no when you and the bride have drifted apart. It is okay to say no when you cannot make the time commitment. And in my opinion, it is also okay to say no when you don't believe the couple should be getting married. Yet, many times we say yes because we struggle with people pleasing and seeking validation from others. And maybe because we don't want to be seen as the bitter single friend or just the hater friend. And I think one thing that I think about, right, in areas of my life where I've said yes when I should have said no, even outside of, you know, bridesmaid duties, is that anytime I say yes to something that doesn't feel aligned with my spirit, then I'm saying no to myself. And that's something that I think that we should keep in mind. You know, but I also understand that there are real dilemmas involved in situations like this, right? And so I'll give a personal example. My friend was getting married and asked me to be a bridesmaid relatively later on in the process. You know, I was in the process of buying a house and with travel and multiple outfits involved, it would cost more than the average bridesmaid expenses. And so I had to run my numbers to see if I could make it work financially without running up a bill or credit card bill or jeopardizing my plans. And so what I did was I had to tell the bride that my attendance at the trad wedding, it was going to be a maybe. (laughs) Um, It would be dependent on my ability to find flights and, and things within a certain price range. And that, you know, for the third outfit um, on the wedding, I would not be buying a new one. I would wear something I owned at home in the appropriate color. Now, I was able to make it work in that way, but I communicated those things right away. And for someone else, I think the answer may have been no to be like, I'm sorry, I love you, I support you, but I can't. And, you know, again, that was like, you know, two months before I was buying my house where all of my cash was going to to all of these things so that, you know, I just had to be careful about what I said yes and no to. And so how can you say no and still propose ways? You know, how can how can you say no and still support your friend? You know, I think you can say no and still propose ways to support your friend during the season of their life, not just on the wedding day. It could be before, it could be on the day of, it could be after. But I think it's important that when you say no, you say no with honesty and with kindness because nobody expects a no. And it's important to be clear about your reasons, but I don't think you need to go into so much detail Right. So I think it's important not to stall and not to make excuses when you know the final answer will be a no. And if you're in a situation where the plan budget starts to get a little out of hand after you have committed, then I think it's important to have a conversation with the bride to say, hey, here's what I expected it to be. Here's what I budgeted for. I can no longer afford this commitment or if you're close enough to the bride, you can give, you know, give them that feedback to say, hey, babe, these requirements are getting a little cray cray. Um, consider our pockets and also then say maybe, 
you know, this is what I can afford. What do you, do you have a preference of which things I do or not do? And, and hopefully it's not, it's not a bride that makes everything an all or nothing, nothing, right? I think what's help, one thing that's helpful for brides is to say, here are the things that I think are must do's and here are the things you can opt out of. Like some brides will, make, will give you the option to do your own makeup or some brides will make it, give you the option to, you know, stay at home and not stay at a hotel or whatever the case is. And so I think it's important to, if you have to back out, be clear and say, here's what I can do. And here's what I, you know, have to take a step back on. And, you know, I think for me, I think, you know, it's great to have bridesmaids and it's wonderful, but, you know, people can support you without being an official bridesmaid. And if somebody is associating their importance to you, to whether or not they have the title, I personally think that that's kind of misleading. You know, I would love for my friends to support me and help me with all the stuff leading up to the wedding, but I will not you know, be doing a bridal party and all that. I don't want the stress. And so here's the thing, you know, I think that we sometimes are too worried about people's perception of us that, oh, they'll think I'm broke if I say I can't afford X. Um, But it's important to remember that affordability and your decision on what to spend or what you can spend is personal. No one can tell you what you can and cannot afford or say, hey, you're a big girl, you're a big baller. When only you know your own responsibilities and what your bank account looks like. Now, examples of other ways to support without having the full-on bridesmaid title would be going along to some appointments, helping with research, contributing to the bachelorette, helping stuff welcome bags, you know, helping give people rides to and from the ceremony. They just there is never a an an, an end to the list of things that you can do to support a bride and groom. And so as a retired bridesmaid, I want to wish all active bridesmaids all the best. I feel like you've got this. Um, and further, as, as a future bride to a husband that I have not met, um, I decided, like I said, nine years ago or so that I would not do a bridal party. And, and why? For me, mainly it's the stress. <laughs> the stress that comes with getting a number of women together, you know, to agree on colors and styles and all that stuff. Um, and the second reason is I personally don't want to com- subject my friend to certain expenses that I, that I don't think are necessary. You know, again, that's me, but that doesn't mean that, you know, it, it's, it's okay to have bridesmaids. It's just, I just, if I, again, things are different things are important to us. So me, eh, I could pass. It's not, it's not a, it's not something that means much to me as a person. Um, and so, so that's why it's easy for me to be like, I, I don't think the costs are justified. So forget that. And as a bride, I don't want to be stressed about someone else's outfits, colors. Are they matching? Is the length even? Or would that be okay in my parents' church? Blah, blah, blah. Nah. <laughs> and um, I'm also not particularly attached to bridesmaid photos. Um, but that's, again, those are my own choices. Now, as a Nigerian, I'll still have the traditional wedding and I'll still have my friends wear kind of the fabric that the friends of the bride will wear and all of that. But if I were to be doing both and have my friends have two to three outfits, then I would personally um, subsidize them or just not do it at all. That's just my personal conviction as it relates to just the costs of a wedding and the costs that guests have to pay to be a part of the wedding. And on the flip side, I'm also probably one of those that would like a travel bachelorette. Um, 
but um, you know, again, I'm but I'm also in a place a person that could skip the bridal shower. I would not do both. Oh, I don't have a desire to do both. If my friends want to do both for me, maybe we can talk about that. But asking me today, I would I don't care to do both a bachelorette and the bridal shower. I think one or the other would suffice. But I would probably do a travel bachelorette, which means there would be a travel related cost, you know, that people would have to incur and and um, I would probably try to keep that small and make it clear that no one should go into debt to attend my bachelorette because to me, that would be, it would break my heart to hear that. And even though I understand why, because like I said, I went into debt to go to my sister's weddings, but I was a student and it was my two sisters, only two sisters I have in the world. So to me, I was willing to do that. Right. Um, but now I'm not going into debt for anybody's wedding. Um, even my own wedding. <laughs> And um, the bottom line is that these things are personal and situational and cultural and couple specific. And over time, my affordability as a bridesmaid has changed. And so what I would have said no to or considered maybe a bit frivolous 10 years ago, I can accommodate now. But I don't think that takes away from the fact that brides should be considerate of people and and be aware that people are in different financial situations and to be flexible as well to say, okay, here's a must do. Here's a flexible one. And if you have to say no, then I think that's okay. I I don't buy into, Oh, I don't have enough bridesmaids. So I need to ask somebody that I don't know as well. Just so I have five people standing next to me. I think that's just a lot of crap and people just losing sight of what's important and what the meaning of bridesmaids, you know, is supposed to be. It's like, who would you like standing next to you? on the most important day of your life? Who would you like lifting you up on the worst days of your life and on the best days of your life? I wouldn't pick someone that I don't talk to or that doesn't know intimate truths about me, about my values and all of that. So getting bridesmaids to get to a certain number, I think that's a little, um, it shows that we have, we have missed the plot when that happens. However, if that's your cup of tea, please feel free. There's no judgment zone. I'm just saying my personal opinions. Um, And so I'll wrap this up by saying that I think how far you go depends on how close you are to the bride. Um, But I hope that as brides, I hope that we are understanding. And as bridesmen, I also hope that we are understanding and we're able to say, here's what I'm doing for my friend. Here are things that I'm doing for my friend that I also enjoy. Here's where I have to cross the line from a mentally mental standpoint, time commitment standpoint, financial standpoint. Um, and, um, you know, I, I say, well, have a wonderful, wonderful wedding season. Thank you for listening to the podcast. See you next week. Ciao. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what, popping and you amplify our message to other potential listeners. And last but not least, please follow us at Instagram at The Rich Immigrant. And as we go out into the world, I hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home. Ciao, bye, odavo. See you next time.